Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yes, it is another happy hump day, Trump day, my friends. Yes. It is also 6.08, your time check, brought to you by... Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy in the house, barely. Morning, Greg. Good morning. I'm here, though. We appreciate the effort. Thank you. So hang in there, my friend. We've got a lot to talk about uh, today. Top story, the Mayorkas impeachment vote fails. Mm. Four GOPers, well, one, I guess there's a reason why... He changed his vote, but eh, it's it's irritating. It's disturbing. Can the Republicans get together and get one thing done? <laughs> and again, I go back to getting rid of my orcas will not change the border policy. But, I mean, he's all in and all for it and has been from the very beginning. My orcas, that is. Yeah. So at least it would, I, I guess it would be an attempt to send a message, but what other kind of message do you need when yeah. the borders are being overrun, crime is rampant, and Biden will not do anything to utilize his executive privileges and powers to secure the border as, well, or in a fashion like Donald Trump did. He's not going to do it. So some of this was a dog and pony show. There were four Republicans who voted no against the uh, impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. They were uh, Mike Gallagher out of Wisconsin, Tom McClintock from California, Ken Buck out of Colorado, and House Vice Conference Chairman Blake Moore out of Utah, a member of the Republican leadership. But they're quick to note that, wait, now, in the case of Moore, his nay... Uh, deserves an asterisk because he's not against impeaching Mayorkas. He voted no so the Republican effort to impeach Mayorkas could live to fight another day. If he would have let his vote stand, it would have been tied at 215 each, and in the case of a tie in the House, whatever whatever they're trying to promote, in this case an impeachment, is done, it's dropped. It does not go forward. So I guess it's better to lose the vote than tie the vote, because if you lose the vote, you have the option 
of bringing it up at another date. So you hmm. sort of live to fight another day kind of theory. Interesting. How much time and energy are you going to spend on this when you know that the conditions at the border are not going to change? And politically, does it does it gain? Do you gain anything? Those that are going to vote Democrat no matter what, well, they don't really care one way or another. Those that are independents or on the fence, depending on how the media presents this story, the same media that denied there was ever a crisis at the border and wouldn't report on it, uh, now, you know, they're, what are they going to do? Are they going to side with the Republicans and getting rid of Mayorkas is a good thing? Of course they're not, because they're in the business right now of blaming Trump and Republicans for the border crisis. Is that crazy? It makes your head spin because it's like, wait a second. I mean, they re- they're gaslighting everybody. We're supposed to believe that when we know better, we factually know better. Yeah, the media doesn't care. They're like, yeah, we'll just lie and lie and lie because... It's worked pretty well, and why stop now, I guess, is the theory. So anyway, the the Mayorkas thing, which, again, I say him gone or him there, the policy at the border will not change because the fact is Biden could do plenty to help secure the border Mm. without additional monies, without help from Congress. He could do it just like his predecessor Mm -hmm. did i'm just so and i know we're all frustrated we're all sick of hearing about it Uh, but it is really the the border is the foundation for a lot of the other stories that are in the news and yet it has to do with crime you've got gangs in new york city already like forming i mean these are people that just got into the country over the last two years already forming gangs and I don't know if you saw the video. We talked about it. Uh, a woman was being like purse snatched or yep. whatever mm-hmm. um, and dragged by a moped till she was wrapped up like on a, some kind of steel sign or parking meter or something. Uh, it didn't look like uh, that was very good. Well, apparently this gang is part of a, a much bigger circle of crime and criminals. And this is just one you know, little anecdotal portion of mm-hmm. it and as we've talked about before we could do multiple stories every day about criminal activity involving the illegals so remember when trump said yeah they're animals coming yeah. across the border oh. we know he wasn't referring to everybody but certainly he characterized the gang type stuff ms-13 pelosi defended him yeah but it goes even it goes well past that. These are military age folks. These are bad. Look, Fidel Castro did the same thing, right, with the Mario boat lift. Remember that? You know, it wasn't the original one. It was, you know, the second one. What was that about? 1980, 81, something like that. Um, that's when he let a bunch of thugs out of prison, <laughs> sent them to the streets of Miami. Amazing. Some of them ended up being, you know, in the cocaine business, a lot of them. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people died as a result of all those turf wars, et cetera. All right. So, and the same thing is happening over again. Same thing is happening over again. The refusal to learn anything from history. But there's nothing you can do or say. 
that will make Joe Biden secure the border. That we know. So, should Congress, should the Republicans try to focus on other elements, other things that maybe they can make a difference on? We're going to have Congresswoman Kat Kamek on at 8.05. We're going to talk about the, uh, the border bill, the impeachment vote failing, and other things. So you've got that to look forward to. He's just doing the dirty work of Putin. Yeah, he's doing the Russian authoritarians bidding. Tucker is. What? According to the left. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's interviewing, or maybe he has, he just hasn't released it yet, an interview with Vladimir Putin. Mm. And he hasn't spoken to any Western journalists since the beginning of the war with Ukraine. We'll dig into that coming up on The Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It is 6.15, and you're listening to News Talk 97.3, The Sky. problem is joe biden is old old his history and experience are loathsome even when he had a mind they were loathsome six weeknights on 97.3 the sky good morning and welcome thanks for tuning in to the bob rose show along with greg cassidy it is 6 20 your time check brought to you by hayes jewelers where the answer is always yes You know you can get the Bob Rose Show on your Alexa first thing in the morning. Get in the habit of, you know, getting up and telling your smart speaker, play 97.3 The Sky. And the rest of your day will go exceedingly well. Nice. Or so we hope. Yeah, I hope so. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, One of your top stories is Mayorkas impeachment vote fails. But the GOP says uh, they live to fight another day. They can bring that up again when Steve Scalise is back from cancer treatment. You know, he would be a yes vote. One of the uh, nays they did on purpose so that they could bring it back up if it ended in a tie. It goes away. That's my simplest explanation. I'm not making it simple for you. I'm making it simple for me. <laughs> you know? Keep it simple. So, yeah, keep it simple. There you go. Wow. Damning evidence. Israel Defense Forces released evidence Tuesday that showed direct payments, direct payments from Iran to the Hamas terrorist organization and its leader in Gaza, Yahya Sinwar. And an IDF spokesman, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, said this evening, we are publishing some of the intelligence information found by our forces, indicating a direct connection from Iran to Hamas and more so to Yahya Sinwar. We found official Hamas documents from 2020 detailing the funds transferred by Iran between the years of 2014 and 2022 Hamas and to Sinwar. More than $150 million were transferred from Iran to Hamas. Amazing. Amazing. It is another example of how Iran exports terror across the Middle East. The terror that Iran exports and produces is a global problem, he said. The intelligence information we find, we pass on to our partners around the world for verification. In the same subterranean space, we also found a safe with banknotes and bags containing more than 20 million shekels in cash. These amounts 
joined tens of millions of shekels we located during the war in Hamas tunnels in cases filled with millions of dollars. This is a recurring phenomenon. Large sums of cash kept in organized compounds underground for the personal use of senior Hamas officials. Hamas leaders invested the money in their personal survival and that of their families underground. It's long been known that Iran funds and arms Hamas, but the IDF chose to declassify direct evidence to show the role played by the Iranian regime and to show the personal greed of Hamas leaders at a time when many Gazans are relying on aid for their basic necessities. So, you know, this does two things. This strengthens kind of, uh, I, I guess you would say, um, the IDF mm-hmm. and and their reasoning behind, you know, really wanting to wipe out Hamas. It, right. it, we, most of us, you know, we know the deal. Iran funds these groups, Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis. We know that. But now there's documentation for anybody to now examine in case there's any doubt. Yeah, because there's some people that aren't necessarily going to believe what the IDF uh, says or what comes out of Israel. But they can't dispute this factual evidence. Well, they'll still dispute it, but but there there. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, And so Iran, I mean, we knew they were... We knew they're guilty. Mm-hmm. Will this administration, the Biden administration, do anything real about it? And I caution before calling uh, for some real, you know, military type action. Mm-hmm. But we know there are some things that we can do. We can reinstate a lot of the conditions that were there during the Trump administration. That makes it more difficult. For Iran to move money about. More difficult for them to sell oil. And there's other conditions that were in place that Biden removed or made less stringent, shall we say. Okay, now, you take what I just told you about Iran and this story. Iranian Atomic Energy Organization Vice President Uh, Mohammed Eslami announced Monday that construction has begun on a new school, a new hospital? No, on a fourth nuclear reactor in the city of Isfahan. The process of pouring concrete for the foundation of the reactor is now underway, he said. His office told Iranian state media, when completed, the 10-megawatt reactor will test fuel, produce industrial uh, radioisotopes, and process pharmaceuticals. Uh Mm Uh-huh. They currently have three research reactors. Iran has one operational nuclear power plant, a uh, 3,000-megawatt facility. Uh, A second reactor using Russian designs has been under construction since 2019. And then the third is planned after that. Wow. So how far away are they from a viable, usable nuclear weapon? Mm. International Atomic Energy Agency reported in November that Iran now has enough 60% enriched uranium to build three nuclear bombs. Okay. 
if it took the relatively quick and straightforward step of refining it to 90%. And even more alarming was an assessment that was published by the nonprofit Institute for Science and International Security that said Iran has already refined enough uranium to weapons grade to produce one bomb within a week and six bombs within a month. Wow. So Iran's got money. Yep. They send uh, some of it to Hamas, some to Hezbollah, uh, some to the Houthis. They all rain terror down wherever they go. Um, U.S. soldiers are in harm's way. Um, And now the nuclear threat. Closer and closer to that threat becoming a reality. Do you want this administration to deal with it? That's why we hesitate. We're approaching 628 on the Bob Rose Show. And coming up, like I said earlier, at 8.05, we'll talk to Congresswoman Kat Kamek about a lot of issues going on, including the border bill. That's all coming your way on 97.3 The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. Adversaries like Iran taking American lives. What response options is the president considering? I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. As it happens, defend ourselves from an invasion. Putting Secretary Mayorkas to the test with an impeachment. The news station. To fund the police squad member Corey Bush under federal investigation. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. No. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Scott. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The world. The U.S. military carrying out another strike on Houthi rebels in Yemen. The rebels say they're acting in solidarity with the Palestinians. Affects us at home. We must combat all deadly ideology. News Talk. 97.3. The Sky. Blessed to be alive. Let's take advantage of it. Let's pump it up. Let's be productive. There you go. Come on. Rise and shine. It is uh, 637. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Tucker and Putin. Yep. 
Uh, we'll get to that. Did I mention the time mm. check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes? So, Tucker, it, it, look, he's been under fire for a long time. Sure. Because he didn't go in, all in, to support Zelensky and uh-huh. Ukraine and sending money blindly. Right. Now, he wasn't, and he, and he made it clear many times over, he wasn't necessarily opposed to it. He just, well, he was asking for one thing for, can we have some transparency as to see where the money's going, how it's being huh. spent, what, you know, what, what things are being sent there, some objective kind of look overall uh-huh. at what's going on there. <clears throat> and for that, oh, he took a ton of heat. He's yep. Putin's puppet. Yep. He's doing the Russian authoritarian's bidding. You know, it, it, that authoritarian word always irritates me because it was applied to Trump by the lefties, or at least they tried to. And I thought to my, I was just thinking the other day, because it's irritated me. I'm thinking, what's an authoritarian action? What, what, if, what if the law provides for you to have secure borders? And, and your president is purposefully not, not utilizing the law. Bending the law to extremes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of authoritarian? What if you said, as you're running, you're going to put an entire industry out of business? Yeah. yeah. You know, like the energy, like fossil fuels. Uh-huh. Biden's going to put him out of business. And then when he gets into office, he makes it so by a certain year, you have to you have to buy an electric car. Manufacturers have to sell only electric cars. That's just crazy. Isn't that authoritarian? You're uh, certainly not letting the no. market or individuals make decisions for themselves you're not letting the market decide that's authoritarian Uh is it not so i I love this idea that biden's regime is not authoritarian but somehow trump is and of course oh putin is too but zelensky is an authoritarian himself they're back uh, uh living under martial law there isn't that restricting people's freedoms that sounds kind of authoritarian. Yeah. Just to put, just I thought I'd point that out. But man, the lefties uh, love to take shots at Tucker. Of course, part of it is they're completely, insanely jealous of him mm-hmm. because all he wants to do, he wants to interview Vladimir Putin. He may have already done it. I don't know the timeline. I know he hasn't posted it online yet. But he, he's been in Russia recently. He may have already done it. I don't know. Would I be interested in? In hearing and seeing that, and in Putin's own words, how he can defend attacking Ukraine, you know, and, and what else can he share with us? Now, I, I guess we're not smart enough. You know, these people that are attacking, you know, Tucker, they're, I guess they're just looking out for us. Uh-uh. Because, you know, everything that comes out of Putin's mouth is going to be propaganda. Yeah, because we never get propaganda here in the U.S. Border crisis? Yeah. Ain't no border crisis around here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we never get propaganda here. So we would know how to deal with Putin propaganda, right? Yeah. We we can't listen for ourselves and judge if we believe there's any merits to what he has to offer or to say. Oh, no, 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 no. No. You follow the line that we've already drawn, and it leads straight to Ukraine— And, well, it's a country known more for money laundering than I think anything else. So, yeah, they're attacking. They're attacking Tucker. 
In a video posted to X announcing the sit-down Tuesday, the first interview Putin has granted with a Western media figure since his full-scale invasion of Ukraine two years ago, Tucker Carlson predictably and dishonestly villainized the press, Hmm. the right-wing extremist who's vilifying who, right? The right-wing extremist who has lauded autocrats in recent years claimed English-speaking outlets are corrupt and lie to their audience as they disseminate propaganda of the ugliest kind. Ah, guilty as charged, I'm sure he would sure. say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what he does. Uh, they said, as a supposed example of manipula- manipulating media behavior, or the behaviors manipulating, Carlson accused journalists of engaging in fawning pep sessions when interviewing uh, Zelensky. Yeah, well, that's exactly what they were doing. They tra- they give him like a hero's welcome everywhere. And I've said it before. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. It might be a combination of both. But it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of objectivity looking at the situation and scenario. And we su- sure are spending a lot of money we don't have yeah. to protect a-, a foreign border when we have a leader who will not protect our own border so anybody who's not challenging the status quo not challenging the push for what the biden administration is doing that's uh, those are the people that hopefully at some point will have to answer for it mm-hmm. we hope the election will be part of that yeah so i look i want to i want to hear what he has to say i might dismiss all of it i might dismiss 90 percent of it there might there may be a kernel of truth in something he says but how would we know otherwise aren't we supposed to be the you know open communication you know other you know other countries they Mm. control the information that the masses get but not not in america it's open right well except for those meetings the press have with the white house there you go yeah except for that yeah one one example there for sure all right op-ed piece new york post talking about What do you think? Crime in the streets. And it's the migrants. You know? Oh, don't pick on the migrants. What are you supposed to do if you're going to tell the stories and tell the truth? This is what's going on. 6.45 on the Bob Rose Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. At 8.05, we're going to talk to Congresswoman Kat Kamek about several issues. And I want to remind you that the annual Sporting Clays event is coming up. The benefits of Ronald McDonald House. Mark your calendar for Friday, February 16th at the Bradford Sportsman's Farm. Two flights. Get more information. Just look up Ronald McDonald House locally. They do great work. This is going to be a lot of fun. Get involved. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Republicans better get their act together. I don't see any work on legal ballot harvesting. Weekdays, 3 p.m. By the time November comes along, they better be able to match in states the way the Democrats have been using those methods. On 97.3 The Sky. Happy hump day, Trump day, my friends. Yeah, here we are. It is 6.50 on the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. 10 minutes till 7 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in. Well, if it's a happy hump day, Trump day, we need us a Trump story. A good one. Yes, please. You got it. You ask, we deliver. 
The International Union of Police Associations, the IUPA, has endorsed former President Donald Trump in his White House bid. This information coming out just yesterday. As polling shows crime is a top issue to the American electorate. You better believe it is. But who doesn't believe it is? Do the Democrats really think? I mean, they can wiggle around on the economy. You know? Yeah, you can make data look any way you want. They could try to do that. We know inflation is just killing uh, you know, spendable income, especially for families and those lower on the socioeconomic rung. We know that. But they could, you know, you know how they like to spin things. But how can they spin? Crime. It's the party that wanted to defund the police. Boy, do they try to separate themselves from that now. Well, good luck, number one. And number two, uh, the same party that's leaving our border wide, freaking open. Wide open. So, yeah, crime is a huge issue. People's personal safety is always going to be an issue. And when they see the criminal element around them, when they see it on the news, when they hear it on the news, when they know somebody who's been attacked, somebody's been carjacked, somebody's been shot, yeah. They know when numbers are up, even if you don't tell them. But yeah, the numbers are all up. In an incredible amount. Of all kinds of violent crimes. So it makes sense that a group that represents police would be pro-Trump. What the odd thing would be is if there are police that are not (laughs) supporting Trump. Now, that would be be odd. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's good news. President, here's the statement, President Trump's history of support for the men and women of law enforcement is unmatched. His policies and actions were directed at improving safety in our communities and the men and women who provide that shield. Uh, He has earned and deserves the IUPA's wholehearted support. The organization was first chartered in 1979, went on to call out aspects of Democrats' doctrine that have had tragic impacts. Much of the Democrats' doctrine supports defunding the police, favors sanctuary cities, open borders, and reduced accountability for criminal behavior. I didn't even get to that, did I? The DAs, the George Soros money. The tragic result is apparent in those cities who have embraced these policies. The unfortunate forced forced business closures and the plight that followed. Roving gangs are terrorizing retail businesses, and it goes on from there. You get the picture. I've painted it. The union representative has painted it. Um, Now an op-ed piece in the New York Post paints a picture. Maria Manara, 32. She's been arrested at least eight times in the six months since she's arrived from Venezuela. Eight times. She's only been here six months. She's living in the Roe NYC Hotel, which once had a great reputation, an unbeatable Times Square location and a front row view of the theater district. Well, now it's a drug infested and violent, but it still costs taxpayers 500 a night for each of the 1300 rooms given over 
to migrants. Can you imagine if you're a taxpayer in New York and you walk by that hotel and know that you are helping to pay 500 bucks a night? I wonder how many people that walk by that hotel, when they travel, when they go to visit somewhere... How many of them can afford a $500 a night hotel? Does that give you a little perspective? So, uh, Manara, back to the Maria Manara, 32, from Venezuela, was busted again this week for snatching a woman's cell phone on the number six train. So she was charged with grand larceny and resisting arrest. But instead of locking her up, Judge Jay Weiner granted supervised release. Likely in time for her to make it back to the hotel in another prepared meal paid for by you and me nice yeah migrants like menorah who rack up clashes with police should be made ineligible for the city's largesse i mean shouldn't they be the first in line that should have to leave Absolutely. you're getting arrested yeah so if we allow this i mean it is going to continue as long as the democrats are in charge as long as uh, you know Biden, he won't do anything about the border. So this will continue to happen. Handing out hotel rooms and free meals to repeat thugs makes it easier for them to commit crimes and makes us the patsies. Well, sure. If you don't have to work all day and you know your meal and there's a roof over your head. Yep. Oh, the mind wanders. The creativity abounds. The options. There's so many targets in the big city. Yeah. Let's go phone shopping. Who am I going to yeah. pick on today? What mm-hmm. am I going to get? What what kind of loot will I come home with? And even if I get caught, ha, I'll still be home in time for dinner. What kind of world are we living in? The Democrat Party is turning New York City into a Shangri-La for international theft rings and migrants here to rob and burglarize. Taxpayers foot the bill for the thieves' hotel accommodations, plus three meals a day, and a long list of other benefits, even free bus tickets if they have to skip town in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're a criminal, what's not to like? Yeah. The stupidity isn't new. For more than a year, New York has coddled criminal migrants with long rap sheets, sheltering and feeding them while they continue their crime sprees. It was a year ago. A full year ago, announcing the arrest of migrants who stole $12,000 worth of goods from Macy's Roosevelt Field. Nassau County Police Commissioner Ryder warned about ongoing organized theft groups that are being sent up here for the purpose to commit crimes here. Wow. And the list goes on, and the crimes go on, and the taxpayer support never ends. And if you voted for Democrats, this is precisely what you voted for. 6.57 on the Bob Rose Show. About an hour away and change from talking to Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Stick around for that. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. America stands with our ally Israel. War. The battle for the future of the Middle East. The fight against terrorism in Israel. There's no justification for terrorism. Get breaking news on the sky. The hostage is released. From the river to the sea means there is no Israel. Hear about it first. A ceasefire would be a benefit to Hamas. Rape pregnant women. That's who Hamas is. Attacks on American personnel. Backed by Iran. Talk about it now. We have a lot of things to say. News Talk 97.3. The Sky.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The dawn of a new era. Even more of what you asked for from your talk radio station. It's Glenn Beck. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. New shows and more news. Now on North Central Florida's talk leader. 97.3 The Sky Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy live and loco. Yeah. On a happy hump day, Trump day, my friend. 707, your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer is always yes. One of your top stories, the Mayorkas impeachment is over for now, and it failed. When it was going to come down to a tie, one of the Republicans turned uh, strategically, if you will, so that it could be brought up, I guess, at another time. Like when Steve Scalise is back from cancer treatment, and then they can win, they can make it happen. How much political capital capital time and resources do they want to spend on this knowing and they have to know that even throwing my out it's not going to change conditions no. at the border no. and that biden or who's ever pulling the strings being very very stubborn and he's not going to close the border so we're no. going to have to continue to live with these incredible uh, crime rates our cities being overrun and we're just seeing really kind of the beginning of it I don't think we have felt its full brunt, its full effect, and we still have how many more months? Oh, too many. While Biden is still in power. Too how much many. more damage can be done? Yep. Uh, another one of your top stories, Iran, working hard and getting closer to another, uh, building another nuclear facility and closer to being able to build a nuclear bomb or six as the story say, uh, states, and speaking of Iran, damning information uh, coming out, a uh, treasure trove of stuff that the IDF found in the tunnels, and it shows direct funding uh, from Iran to Hamas leaders. So what are we going to do when you know now you have evidence Iran sure is funding Hamas? No surprise what are we going to do about it, and do we want to take any stronger action while this commander-in-chief is in charge. Mm. And then uh, a shakeup coming up at the RNC. We'll dig into that in just a second. But first, let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. And, Tim, you're on the air. Hey, Bob. Hey, Greg. Yeah, this is Tim. Uh, I, good morning. And uh, the big thing that I want to have a big takeaway from all this is that they're worried about impeaching Mayorkas. Mayorkas is just the monkey that's been trained to do this. Um, the problem is, is that there are so many impeachable offenses. You know, they wanted to impeach Trump for a phone call, right, for looking into the Ukraine stuff. But here you are, you've got Biden dropping all of this uh, billions of dollars of weaponry that fell into terrorist hands in Afghanistan. And now he's got a wide open border. Basically, this is treason. And yet 
here we are. Nobody's even mentioning impeaching the president for all this crap. And here they wanted to impeach Trump for a phone call. So anyway, just to put it in perspective, the Republicans are playing games. And I hate to say it, if this election isn't good, we're in trouble. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's putting it lightly. Uh-huh. I get where you're. I, I get where you're coming from. Um, look, the border issue. I think it wouldn't be difficult to make it, it what it is. It's a national security issue. If you've got people coming across the border that aren't being properly vetted, and I'm talking about the ones that are actually checking in, right? Because you don't have a way to really check identifications. They're, they're not doing DNA. And then you've got the Godaways, which they think number around 2 million now over the last two and a half years. Wow. I mean, this is truly a national uh, security crisis, not to mention the criminal activity and all that. But, Commander in Chief, I mean, you're supposed to um, stop all enemies, foreign and domestic. You're supposed to stand up for the Constitution, the rule of law, all those things. No, you're absolutely right. And I get it, like, Mayorkas is kind of small potatoes, and you're right. They they would just replace him with somebody else. But he is not as much of a a, a monkey, uh, as you said, and, and, and I kind of thought of him in that way, sort of, oh, he's just, you know, taking orders and doing it. But he also, on his own, is, uh, how do I put this gently? It's a pretty much a, a slime ball that has been working diligently, mm-hmm. but even before he got into office, yeah, to work on our borders and ways around the law. Yep. So yeah, he's he's a slime bucket to begin with. But yeah, how much time and energy you're going to waste when you know that this president doesn't give two hoots about border security, about fentanyl deaths, about human trafficking. I mean, there's no way he can. He can't have it both ways. Oh, where's all the human rights people? The law, you know, human rights. Where, where that? Hello. Then the RNC changes there. Remember, Trump kind of tipped uh, his hand a little mm-hmm. bit and gave us an idea that something might change there. He said his friend, yep. uh, Rona McDaniel, referred to a friend, friend, friend. Um, but we'll get through South Carolina, and then we'll see, you know, what's going on moving forward. Uh-huh. So everybody said, well, what does that mean? Rona McDaniel, chairwoman for the RNC, has reportedly told former President Donald Trump that she will step down from her position following the South Carolina primary later this month. So mm-hmm. that would explain yeah. well, exactly what he said. Interesting. Should she follow through on her alleged pledge to leave? Because I guess she didn't put out anything official yet. The former president will then reportedly promote the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, Michael Watley, as her replacement, according to several sources who spoke with the New York Times. Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines, this time Donnie, you're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Uh, So if Lana McDaniel leaves and they put in uh, the guy under her, it's the same thing, but that's not why I called. I want everybody to realize that that impeachment failed yesterday by one vote. Uh, Democrats actually wheeled somebody in, in hospital clothes, to cast that vote. What did we do, Republicans? We threw a guy out for lying about where he went to college and whether or not he played volleyball there. Um, also, let's just put a, a nice round number of, let's say, 10 million get in in this four years, uh, illegal aliens. 
uh, it doesn't matter if they vote. That's about 20 congressional seats. We just lost an impeachment vote by one vote. The Republicans all know this. And they want to talk, again, about fentanyl and how many terrorists are coming across the border, which I'm sure all that stuff is true. But the real thing is they are destroying the sovereignty of this country. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the Democrats are. Now, four Republicans voted against the impeachment, but only three were really against it. Okay, one Republican purposefully changed his vote because otherwise it ends in a tie. If it ends in a tie, the whole idea, the whole impeachment goes away, whereas if you lose, you'll have the opportunity to bring it up again at least that is my understanding of how it works. And trust me, there's nothing usually simple huh. when it involves Congress. Now no. is there. Hey, the 26th annual Bob Rose Golf Scramble is coming up. This is an event that, if you haven't participated before, uh, it's a wide-open invite for you, although usually uh, it doesn't last long. This thing sells out. Yeah. We have been very, very blessed to have great success at the Hawkstone Country Club, which is an impeccable uh, condition. So if you want to get involved, this event is on Friday, April the 5th. You've got a 1230 tea time, so this gets you out of work early. This is one you want to tell your boss how important it is that you be at the event, and he needs to be there too, or she. I like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like I said, and it's for the most awesome cause, helping really uh, disadvantaged folks of, you know, with uh, you know, mental disabilities, etc., live to their human potential they do great work at the arc arc so we'd love to have you at the bob rose golf scramble uh go to arcalachua.org for more information and if you're not a golfer and still want to get involved just use that information as well and i'll see you out there thank you for your continued support 716 on the bob rose show coming up next what's bugging you a chance for you to call in here and out get it off your chest brought to you by florida pest control 877-975-9825. Call now. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Sometimes it's really not the heat. Why, I can get in this car, roll up the windows, and be none the worse for wear. It's the stupidity. All right, open the damn door. So, what's bugging you? Let me out. You're hot. So call now. What's bugging you? For Florida Pest Control on 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Hub Day, Trump Day. It's 721. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Top stories, Mayorkas impeachment fails. Uh, four GOPers didn't vote for it. One was actually for the impeachment. It gets a little technical, but uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Right now, though, it is time for What's Bugging You, a chance for you to call in, air it out, get it off your chest, and it's brought to you by our friends at Florida Pest Control, the only bugs they can't control. Our litter bugs, 877-975-9825. Justin, what's bugging you? Good morning, fellas. What's bugging me, and I do agree with the previous caller earlier, that, you know, you get rid of somebody, they're just going to replace them with another soldier. But at the same time, the masses need to see that something's not working correctly and they needed to remove that individual. And the fact that we had those three Republicans who stood against common sense, they need to be impeached. ASAP. 
Thank you, fellas. Yeah, you, you have to measure it out. I mean, if you're looking at things strategically, you have to. What is the benefit? If you get rid of my orcas, knowing the Biden folks and in their campaign and how they work, they'll turn around and 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 say, "Yeah, pff, that guy was out of control," <laughs> and they dump all the. Um, well, they'll split it between him and Trump, right? You know they'll try to work it to their advantage, and they have 90% of the media on their side. Nostradamus, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I called you yesterday. You were talking earlier about the 2 million gotaways, right? I called you yesterday about 2,837 known suspected terrorists that, that have come into this country since 2017. 736 known suspected terrorists came in just in fiscal year 2023 alone. And that's not counting the ones that they don't know about. Right. You said something else earlier about uh, we haven't probably seen the ramifications of this yet. Well, you know that's true, and they're just getting started. No, no doubt about it. Let's go to Tater. What's bugging you? Good morning, fellow election denier. Bob, your show is bugging me, buddy. Uh Uh-oh. The first 15 minutes of your show, the truth of your show is what's bugging me. We have an invasion at the southern border. We have feckless Republicans that can't get their act together, reminding me of why I am no longer a Republican. I'm, a, I'm a, uh, uh, an independent. We have a justice system that is completely broken, and the Democrats don't care. They, do, they are not worried. They know the election system is rigged against us. The, uh, the truth tellers and the patriots of this country are left helpless, Bob. And that's bugging me, buddy. Thank you for your truth. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, Yeah, and you didn't even get into the whole Iran thing, how we've empowered and emboldened them and haven't taken a tough stand. But uh, we'll move on. Wayne, what's bugging you? Good morning, gentlemen. What's bugging me is this rolling out of D.C., the court up there, that President Trump has no immunity. What? That what they don't know is they've done themselves in. So if President Trump has no immunity, that means the rest of the presidents, previous presidents, have no immunity. And what's bugging me is nobody's raised a flag on Obama and Fast and Furious. Obama and Holder bought illegal guns, catered them to the cartels. A border guard was killed. Texas citizens were killed. Mexican citizens were killed. They should be brought up on charges of second-degree manslaughter since murder has no statutory limits on it, it should be brought up immediately now that this ruling has went through. Yeah, yeah. If the ruling stands, you're absolutely right. And it could bring a whole bunch of suits against Obama and other. I mean, there's a reason uh, that there's some protection there. But we'll, we'll dig into that further coming up. First, uh, Mark, what's bugging you? Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. What's bugging me is the implications of those two Venezuelan activities in, I think, New York. The the uh, lady being dragged behind for, with her purse, theft, and then the Morona with eight crimes. These people are gathering. They are forming gangs, as you mentioned. This is the kind of thing where try that in a small town uh, is not going to save us. Uh, we're lucky it's contained to the cities, and I think it's time for the United States to pull out one of the policy playbooks of punishing everybody for the bad actions of a few, round them up, find them by their phones if they still didn't throw them out yet, and uh, ship them out, put them put it outside. They can't stay here. Except that if Democrats are in power, A, that won't happen. B, they'll use it as an excuse to utilize martial law and take away law-abiding citizens' firearms, for instance. Yep. Tom, what's bugging you? 
Yeah, the thing that bugs me is there's no cohesive direction for the Republican Party. Nobody is there. Nobody's listening to Trump. Nobody's sitting there saying, this is what we need to do. This, 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 and this. This failure with Mayorkas, everyone knew that was going to happen. He wasn't going to be impeached. Someone who suggested that we impeach the three Republicans, if we got rid of those three guys, we'd have no majority in the House of Representatives. So that that idea is just ridiculous. Nobody's thinking this through except perhaps for you and Greg. Thank God for you guys. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. I got to tell you, Senator Tim Scott is uh, all in in uh, Trump's camp, and I'll share some information with you coming up that relates to that. But first, Phil, what's bugging you? What's bugging me? An earlier caller mentioned that Mayorkas is the monkey. Well, the ultimate monkey is Joe Biden. He is not really the president. Barack Hussein Obama, this is his third term, and you can take a look. Besides being the first black president, I believe he's the first gay president, and that's why we have this DEI, LGBTQ, whatever, going throughout our government. And that's what I honestly feel. And that's what's bugging me. All right. Thank you so much for your participation, everybody. That was good. Yeah. What's bugging you? Just chock full of awesomeness. And bugginess. Brought to you by Florida Pest Control. The only bugs they can't control are litter bugs. And don't go anywhere because coming up, I know we're going to have a great conversation with Congresswoman Kat Kamek about, well, the border bill, the impeachment fail, and a whole lot more. Iran? Yep. Ask her about all that. It's coming up. You're listening to News Talk 97.3, The Sky. When you need to know... Viciously held hostage by Hamas. The threat we face from China. Russia alone stands in the way of peace. You need The Sky. Just download the Odyssey app. Everywhere. That's where I get my news. News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. 735 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show. We certainly appreciate that. Iran announces construction of another nuclear reactor. By golly, where'd they get the money for this? Oh, that's right. Under the Biden administration, they lowered the bar for some of the sanctions so they could sell their oil. Then they unfroze other monies, and, well, you can trust Iran, you know? Sure. You know, at least, at least you can say, ah, they're building something to produce electricity, mm. <clears throat> right? Nuclear I mean, power plant. I say death to America, death to Israel, I'm sure they don't really mean it. Nah. No, they're nice people. No. Um, so they're spending money building that and getting closer to a nuclear weapon. Oh, wait, what's this? They also have enough money to fund Hamas, and there's actually records of it. IDF found some stuff in the tunnels, basically, and the uh, rear admiral of the IDF said this evening we're publishing some of the intelligence information found by our forces indicating a direct connection from Iran to Hamas, and and more so to uh, Yahya Sin. War, who I guess is the leader of Hamas, we found official Hamas documents from 2020 detailing the funds transferred by Iran between the years 2014 and 2020 to Hamas and Sinwar. More than 150,000 
more than $150 million were transferred from Iran to Hamas. Wow. This is another example of how Iran exports terror across the Middle East. The terror that Iran exports and produces is a global problem. True. The intelligence information we find, we pass on to our partners uh, and around the world for verification. In the same space, we also found a safe with banknotes and bags containing more than 20 million shekels in cash. Now, these amounts join tens of millions of shekels we located during the war in Hamas tunnels in cases filled with millions of dollars. This is a recurring phenomenon. Large sums of cash kept in organized compounds underground for the personal use of senior Hamas officials. Hamas leaders invested the money in their personal survival and that of their families underground. They're trying to make the point that while the people you're supposed to be representing, remember, the Palestinians voted Hamas into power, okay, and then Hamas thanked them by taking money uh, from Iran for terrorist activities, and who knows how much of that money also could be what's supposed to go to, say, humanitarian needs, Mm -hmm. but we know that parts of the UN that was supposed to take care of that and other administrative type stuff and teaching, etc., many of them are members of Hamas, and basically when people say when push comes to shove, I mean, Hamas calls the shots for that UN-funded group. So you've got all that. Um, Iran continuing to push the envelope, and why wouldn't they, when they feel like there is a very weak leader in the White House who will do very little to change, if anything, under both Obama and Biden, they've made life much easier for the mullahs in yeah. in Iran. Yeah. The mess. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, in what way or shape could this possibly be defended? Mm-hmm. And it won't be Biden. Biden won't do it. Kirby will come out. He'll have something. He'll have something snip-snappy yeah. to try to cover the basis. No, not good. It's obvious. Some of these things, this is obvious. This is real, legitimate information that shows a direct link between Iran and Hamas. The problem is, do you want to go to war with Iran with this administration in charge? No. I think that. That would give some people pause. However, they literally could be weeks or months away from a usable nuclear weapon or even six over a period of months. That's what the experts are now reporting as well. And it looks like, well, it failed. The Mayorkas impeachment. And the Democrats, boy, oh boy, you got to hand it to them. I mean, they literally wheeled in Representative Al Green, the Democrat out of Texas, into the U.S. House on Tuesday. He had just had surgery. They wheeled him in so he could vote against impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. A little dramatic, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. He reportedly appeared in the House while still in hospital garb uh, to cast a surprise ballot That might have been a deciding factor in Mm. keeping Mayorkas from being impeached, a move Republicans have been pushing for since last year, accusing him of refusing to comply with the law when enforcing the southern border with Mexico. So, yeah, they pulled out all the stops. Yep. They brought the vote to a tie. 
The Republicans flipped one of their own on purpose so that they could bring this up at another time, or so we're told. I don't know all the intricacies of exactly how that works, but apparently that's part of the protocol. We'll ask um, Congresswoman Kat Kamek in more detail about uh, that impeachment vote failing, also about uh, the border bill that they're trying to push but doesn't look like anything is going to happen there and it shouldn't nah. because it's ridiculous ridiculously bad bill so um we'll talk about that we'll talk about iran and some of the information that i just shared with you that documentation that was found by the idf is that a game changer mm, we'll see so those are just some of the things that we're talking about this morning and locally, City of Gainesville looking to uh, deplete two contingency funds after the GRU Authority Board voted last month to end more than $1.4 million in payments. The board stated that the utility, remember this is the board that was put in charge because uh, the city folks you know, that run the city, city commission, had put GRU in such an incredibly terrible financial situation. It's happened over years, but... The current administration <laughs> wasn't uh, helping either. No. Anyway, the board stated that the utility no longer uses certain services provided by the city, such as the clerk and auditor, so is no longer obligated to pay for them. Gainesville plans to make up the loss in revenue from its rainy day funds and eliminating programs for at-risk youth and gun violence prevention. That's aimed at you, the public. They want you to feel it. They want mm-hmm. you to be on their side. What? What are you doing? This authority's not going to pay for that? Don't fall for it. Well, these are suckers that have voted for well, yeah. terrible Democrat leadership for a couple of decades now. Get what you deserve. The city commission will consider the plan at its February 15th meeting. The GRU Authority Board has its monthly meeting uh, today, in fact, at 530. So, yeah, it, look... This is as old as the hills. Whenever any kind of revenue is being threatened to dry up or go away, um, the first thing that those who always are looking for new revenue sources, expand the size of government, et cetera, et cetera, fund pet projects, not pave roads, Yeah, in the case of Gainesville and in Alachua County. Yeah, one of the first things they want to do is they'll, they'll hit on a public safety issue Mm. oh we won't be able to fund firefighters and police it's going to be dangerous houses are going to be burning down left and right Mm -hmm. in in this one like they use it we we won't have programs for at-risk youth and gun violence prevention isn't that great how they hold that one Mm -hmm. out there yeah i'm sure that those are huge expenditures that'll that would make the difference it's, Give me a, a break. it's probably up there with uh, pulling the funding to have their traffic cameras actually on the website anymore. The cameras are there, but we can't see them. Uh, because it costs like $6 or probably something crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, who's going to win the election in 2024? The keys to the White House are being handed out in terms of predictions anyway. Mm. Uh, predicting President Biden currently holds a slight lead in a hypothetical 24 matchup against Donald Trump. Alan Lichtman, an election prognosticator who has correctly predicted nearly every presidential race since 1984. Wow. Well, it's only every four years, but anyway. It sounds longer than it is. He developed a formula that's used to make predictions about an upcoming presidential election, and in many cases, it proves to be accurate. Yeah, in many cases. Okay. But. You got a 50-50 shot, you know? I mean, come on. Yeah. 
Uh, and we'll get into it a little bit further coming up. I'll share with you what some of the um, predictors are based on the answers to certain questions. I'll share that with you coming up. But don't forget, we're going to have Congresswoman Kat Kamek on the show, what, in about 20 minutes? So you need to stick around for that, okay? And follow this guy and never miss a minute of the Bob Rose Show. Just to click away, thesky973.com slash follow or download the Odyssey app. You'll get the Bob Rose Show podcast with every minute of the show. Right here, you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Complaining on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram is not the same thing as getting involved in your community. The Dana Show. Sitting online complaining is not the same thing as electioneering. Now, night, 10 p.m. on 97.3 The Sky. Tim Scott says, Hades know. What? That's the term he used. That's okay. I like it. Don't have to be a potty mouth. Yeah, I, I agree. I like it. Apparently, there's some uh, behind-the-scenes conversations where uh, Joe Biden just uh, goes off the rails potty mouth. Oh, he is. He's awful. Naughty, naughty. He's terrible. No, it's a recent thing, but I, uh, I'm so bored with that um, cartoon character of a puppet. Anyway, mm. it is 7.50, 10 minutes till 8 o'clock. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy. And I just want to remind you, the Ronald McDonald uh, House... They're always in need of uh, funding. They've expanded recently um, because the needs uh, never let up. And they give a place to stay for families that have severely ill children. They're being treated at area hospitals. So in support of that, the Ronald McDonald House uh, annual Sporting Clays event is coming up Friday, February 16th. Mark it on your calendar. Uh, it is going to be at the Bradford Sportsman's Farm, and they get enough interest to where they can fill two flights, uh, and you don't want to get shut out. So 9 a.m., 1.30, uh, find a way to get uh, involved in that. And um, it's a lot of fun for an yeah. excellent cause. Sure. So, uh, And we're the official radio sponsor of the Ronald McDonald House. So for more information, just you can just uh, do a search, local Ronald McDonald House, and it'll have all of it right there for you. Yep. Back to Tim Scott. Senator Tim Scott just declared himself a Hades no huh. on the newly unveiled border security bill that has drawn tremendous scrutiny from Republicans. Yeah, every bill should draw tremendous scrutiny. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I use that term, but he could have said, I'm a heck no. But anyway, we, we understand what he means. Uh And he was on with uh, Fox News. This was on Monday when he was asked about the bill, and he said it's unsatisfactory and, in fact, unnecessary. I think it's such a lie to think that Joe Biden needs Congress to act in order for him to secure the border. He also denounced a bill including $60 billion aid for Ukraine, another $14 billion for Israel, adding that they should be separate bills. And I know there is a separate bill, I believe, for the Ukraine stuff, but I guess they, they're they holding that back, I'm assuming, mm. to, to wait and see what's going to happen with this one. This one's going nowhere. Uh, wait, I'm going to be careful on that. Yeah. You, you know what I said was going nowhere? What's that? Obamacare. Yeah. Because by all indications, yeah. it absolutely was not. But what, like the dead of the night, mm-hmm. the dead of the night, all of a sudden, you wake up in the morning, you go, Obamacare, miraculously, yeah, bam. revived. Yeah. Then you're like, uh, pff, 
Yeah, you can do anything you want, but the Supreme Court is going to knock the you-know-what out of this bill. Well, no way, no how. We thought so. Yeah, the Chief Justice John Roberts, he's like, yeah, how do you like that? He's been a huge disappointment. Yeah. Just over and over and over. Yeah. That's I agree with that. Um, so anyway, Tim Scott was on with Hannity last night. Actually, I cut the rerun this morning, and uh, he was asked and pressed about, hey, you're uh, you know promoting President Trump yeah. pretty well yeah. uh, with a you know a good deal of exuberance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know you're on the short list. Huh? What's going <laughs> on? If you're you know if you're asked, you know right. what do you say? And he kept sticking to to the line. I'm I'm here to you know do everything I can to you uh-huh. know help President Trump get elected. Blah 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 blah. Sure. But I can tell you, uh, if you weren't a black man, maybe blushing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. in other words, right. he knows something. It's like he had to yes. swallow. Mm, yeah. Not saying anything. Mm. Uh huh. That's funny. Which is great because yeah. I think he'd make an excellent VP. In fact, mm-hmm. he was the one that I picked. How long ago, way Greg? Yep, months ago. Way in the way way back machine. Way way back. So he is still extremely viable. And you, know, Trump himself, and Hannity played a, a clip of it. Trump himself said. I think that he's actually better as a supporter of of mine than he was promoting himself. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, in other yeah. words, he, his candidacy, he's doing more to help me than he did to help himself. He's right. more, And he's really... Interesting. And he is, because he's he is strong, conservative. Yeah. He puts it together. He takes no prisoners. I, I'm telling you, real good chance. He could be the guy. He could be the uh, VP pick for Trump. Mm. Well, we'll have to wait and see on that. Oh, this just in. Not really. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds good, though. This just in. We have finally gotten to the root of the problem. All this time, we thought it was a combination of the Biden administration and Mayorkas, yeah. you know, and the Democrats with this open border thing. No. Right. no. It's, it's we were way off. What is it? It's Donald Trump's and, and, and MAGA Republicans' uh, fault. Who says so? Yeah. Uh, well, President Joe Biden oh, said it. Okay, that makes sense. It's got to be true. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Truth. President Joe Biden, I'm serious, blamed former President Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans for the broken border system and his wow. administration's expected failure to convince Congress to pass uh, the so-called border bill uh, as well. And all indications are you know, it's not going to pass. But you know who we're going to talk to and ask about the passage of this bill? Hopefully not going to happen. We're going to talk to uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek. That's coming up in just a few minutes. We also need to ask her about a couple other things, like the impeachment vote. And what about Iran getting very close to a nuclear weapon? All that and more coming up on News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. Here's what's trending 
on the sky. U.S. troops killed by Iranian proxy forces in Jordan. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. The news that's trending. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves. What Iran hears, let's see what we can get away with next time. The news that's now. They open the border. The president has more than enough tools at his disposal to stop it. We're doing what we can. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. And then it's going to be interesting. There were two. So we're all having a good time together. Trump. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. Haley. We deserve a new direction. The latest every minute. It's where I get my news. Is here. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. The third hour of our get together is underway. It is 8.06. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers. Where the answer is always yes. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Some of your top stories the Mayorkas impeachment fail. What about the border bill? Is that still in play or is it dead on arrival? And Iran seems to be getting stronger and more emboldened. And we're going to deal with all those issues. In fact, we are going to ask our next guest all about them joining us now congresswoman kat kamick on the bob rose show good morning kat how are you good morning fellas we're doing all right but can't wait to be back in florida (laughs) yeah i bet um so let's talk about the border bill uh is it dead on arrival a bunch of republicans said it is but i remember that was even said about obamacare so is this thing going to come back up and morph into a different kind of monster You know, I don't think that it will, because let's remember, this isn't actually a border bill. That's the challenge that, you know, people are really struggling with is that they're saying this is a big comprehensive border package. It's not. This is a Ukrainian aid package. This is a Palestinian aid package. This is a bunch of items that don't relate to border security. There's a citizenship uh, program for Afghan parolees. There's a, a new visa created uh, chain migration. There's immigration issues, but not specifically border security. And as you see, there's Senate leadership outside of McConnell that is taking this down in the Senate. So I think it's not just dead in arrival in the House. I think it's dead in the Senate. And I'm going into an elevator, so I apologize if this gets a little no, no worries on the connection. Yeah, hopefully you'll stay with us. Yeah, that bill included like 50,000 additional work permit uh, permits. Uh, they're jumping through hoops and doing everything except it would appear uh, related to border security. Now, let me ask. Exactly. Yeah, if you can still hear us, um, Mayorkas and the attempt to impeach, it was a failure. What happened? So, you know, yesterday in the GOP conference, every week we get together as a as a team and hash out what we're going to be voting on that week and the following weekend. There was a really, really intense discussion yesterday about this. It took the Homeland Security uh, Committee a year to conduct the investigation, and there were three of our colleagues that were pretty adamant about voting against this impeachment uh, bill because they felt that while my orchestra it's terrible at his job. It didn't rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. And speaking specifically about like McClintock from California, you know, he said something to the effect of, you know, if everyone was going to get impeached for being bad at their job, all of Congress would be impeached and the entire cabinet would be impeached. And so while that's true, I can say 
definitively that Mayorkas, his intention has been deliberate. He's not just bad at his job. He is willfully ignoring the law as it is written, lying to Congress, and engaging in activity that puts our national security at risk. So because of his willful and engaging way of of doing his job, it's not like he's just bad at his job. He's purposely doing this. That's why I supported the impeachment. So you had three people who voted no, which was enough to stop it. And then there was a fourth vote from Blake Moore of Utah, who was originally with us, and he had to actually switch his vote. It's a procedural motion that allows for people for that bill to come back up if one of the original prevailing side members brings it back. And so a lot of people are saying, what are these four people up to? There was actually just three. And uh, so it's going to come back after some pretty tough discussion. But I think it's important that people recognize that there is a process in all this. And also, this is dead on arrival in the Senate. So important to impeach in the House, yes, but it's not going to actually remove him. So we have to focus on the 2024 election if we're serious about getting rid of Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah, if you would have got rid of Mayorkas earlier, it might not have... um worked out the same way because now we're so far down the road in terms of the exposure of the border and the American people finding out and figuring it out that Biden can't use Mayorkas as a straw man anymore. He can't blame him and make the border issues go away. His hands, exactly. yeah, his hands are just as dirty now. Let's move on to Iran. I don't know if you saw the story where the IDF uh, came out and said, look, we've got documents and they're going to release them that shows a clear money trail between Iran and Hamas. And, of course, they found lots of money in those tunnels, too. But this is pretty definitive that points back to Iran. As we know, they're the state sponsor Mm -hmm. of terrorism. But this really makes the connection very, very real, even for those who want to bury their head in the sand. Uh, What should we do? Uh, Should we do anything with Iran? And then my secondary part of that is Iran just announced they're building their... I believe their third nuclear reactor, they're going to start that soon. <laughs> For the people who were ever questioning whether or not Iran was financially backing groups like Hamas or Hezbollah or the Houthis in Yemen, I feel like like John McClain, like, welcome to the party, pal. You know, we've been talking about this for years and the threat that Iran has posed in being the largest international sponsor of terror. The evidence further confirms what we've known all along. So that's good. But now it comes down to what are we going to do about it? We played this half-baked sanctions game with Iran, which has really done nothing more than slow down their enrichment program and devalue the U.S. dollar. When we go crazy initiating sanctions around the globe, we tend to put our own domestic financial health at risk because you have players who say, I'm going to evade the swift banking system. I'm going to move away from the greenback. And that's what we're seeing now as a result of decades of this kind of half-baked, half-in, half-out agenda. And each administration swings so violently from one side to the next that it's impossible for our allies to really know where we stand. So that trust has been eroded. And the final thing I'll say on this is this is why the JCPOA, the Iran deal, was so awful And let us not forget that Russia was the mediator in all this. And thank God that President Trump yanked us out of that deal because it was a bad deal 
with no benefit for Americans, no increased national security, no chance of further instilling global security. There was just nothing beneficial about it. It just was delaying the inevitable. So this is a time when we've got to start rebuilding our trust. And meanwhile, Biden, he's suspending gas exports, LNG, that our, our allies are critically needing. And so we this is a bigger issue than just Iran. We're going to hold Iran accountable. It's going to require more than just the United States. We can't be the, the police that are constantly going around saying you can and cannot do this. That's not the role of the United States. Our leadership is critical, and we have a role to play, but we have to have uh, allies that are joining us in this fight. I know when you go to war, you have to go to war with the army that you have, not the army that you wish you had. Same thing, commander-in-chief. This is not the guy to go to war with, I think. A lot of people would agree with that. So can we stave off? Can we keep our heads above water, I guess, in every area? Can we protect our soldiers, all the above, um, and make it through the rest of Biden's term, frankly? For me, everything is on the line here in November. If you think about what it really means to go to war, and of course, we're, we're on the precipice, it seems like, of World War III with Biden taking unilateral action using an AUMF from 1991. He is itching to get into a conflict so he can justify his second term. I'll be damned if we let that happen. I will not ever, ever, ever sign off on sending our young men and women overseas to fight a battle that is not directly a threat to the United States. And so we have to get serious about reasserting Article One authority in the House, which means Congress and only Congress can declare war, not Biden, not not the people around him and certainly not the TikTok influencer army that seems to be making decisions in the White House these days. Only Congress can do that. And we've got to get serious about reasserting that authority so we can restore order here at home first. Maybe we'll get lucky. And if Biden calls for war, it'll be on the day where uh, the secretary of defense is AWOL. So he won't even get the message. <laughs> Scary times, Bob. But. We're in the fight. Indeed. Congresswoman Kat Kamek, we're, we're glad you're up there. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. All right. 816 on the Bob Rose Show. Great stuff there. More stuff on the way. Um, yes, more stuff about the border, but also Ukraine and what's going on there in terms of martial law. Details on the way. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. He brings the brutal truth. They're trying the left to destroy Israel. Mark Levin. Hamas's attack blinking saw it as an opportunity as they protect the Iranian regime. Six o'clock on 97.3 The Sky. Happy, happy, happy hump day, Trump day, my friends. It is 821. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And your time check? It is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of the top stories, Mayorkas impeachment vote fails. And Congresswoman Kat Kamek explained much better, much simpler, much easier than anybody that I saw or read about the the situation. Explained it perfectly that a Republican had uh, to turn their vote because it was a tie and it wasn't going to go anywhere. And that also is procedural to allow that person 
to bring it up again for a vote because they're on the quote-unquote winning side. She put, she made that so perfectly, and that's why I'm always um, reminding you to follow the sky so you never miss a minute of the Bob Rose Show, which is one click, thesky973.com slash follow, or uh, maybe even better yet, download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, so you get the Bob Rose Show podcast every minute of the show. It really is a great thing because, um, like I say, there's some issues where uh, Congresswoman Kamek just puts things in very easy-to-understand perspective. And for whatever reason, <laughs> I don't know, a lot of the talking heads and stuff, just, they, make it more they try to Yeah, they make yeah. it more complicated uh, than it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do we have going on? The Ukrainian parliament has decided the nation's state of martial law will not expire later this month, extending it further uh, for another 90 days. Martial law will last until May 13th in Ukraine, at least, and likely much longer than that um, in some areas. Uh, this is a presidential decree that was made on Monday, and it passed overwhelmingly in parliament. All right, so... The martial law was activated on the day of the Russian reinvasion, February 24th of 2022, and then extended on April 25th, then again in August, then again in November, and then um, 2023 on February, then May, August. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. Trench warfare notwithstanding, the Ukrainian state has spoken again of a spring counteroffensive for this year. Predicting the Russian attempts to gain ground will be completely exhausted in a few months. More artillery donations are needed from the West to make this a reality. And uh, that's echoed complaints from Kiev that the last counteroffensive failed for want of Western equipment. So, yeah, I guess they're, they're saying if, you know, winter, they're not going to win without the help from the West. And if they're not winning, it's because it didn't come quick enough. It wasn't large enough. It wasn't exactly what they wanted or supposedly needed. I don't know that that's the way to do things necessarily. And it's also interesting that Tucker Carlson is just being shredded because apparently he has or is doing a sit-down with Putin. Now, if it seems to me that in the past, haven't they had leaders from like, Tehran, that have been on with um, some of the flashy, uh, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS News. I'm, sure. The names escape me, but, you know, like the anchors, sure. female anchor, and how that oh, that was lauded, and this is oh, yeah. you know, one of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and all this stuff. It was, it's Iran. Yeah. Okay? I mean, but you I just know. ask them if there are enemies, and they'll tell you. Yeah. And then you've got our own president. Bring in President Xi. Come on in, man. Come on in. Sit down. We'll treat you with this total respect. But Putin, oh, no, he's he's blacklisted. He's a bad guy. And if you even talk to him, you're a traitor working for the Russians. That's basically you know, how they've positioned it. And I'm thinking to myself, now, I'm not saying Russia, they're the good guys by any stretch. Right. Don't get me wrong. But the last time I checked, they weren't stealing... $600 billion of intellectual property from us a year. I mean, does that account for anything? Not to mention how China is going to corner the market on 
the EV market, they already have. Rare earth minerals, yep, pretty much already have it in the bag. So if you're worried about real threats to the U.S., why do we invite one communist leader right into the White House when the other communist leader is, oh, such a bad guy, we shouldn't even have a dialogue with him. How could you ever get anybody to even talk about peace if there's nobody talking about it? I'll bet you that Tucker's going to ask him, hey, what's it going to take to have peace? What, what do you want? Why do you want it? Why do you feel like you can just go into a sovereign nation and take uh, this land? I'm not saying that whatever reason he comes up with is going to be valid enough to go, oh, okay, I see that. But at least you would get some perspective and maybe start a dialogue, which sometimes can actually lead to peace. Wow. Calling for peace in Israel? Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. But talk about peace with Putin? What's going on here? 827 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And we've got a lot more headlines to get to coming up on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Trending right now on The Sky. Adversaries like Iran taking American lives. What response options is the president considering? I don't think we need a wider war in the Middle East. As it happens, defend ourselves from an invasion. Putting Secretary Mayorkas to the test with an impeachment. The news station. Fund the police squad member Corey Bush under federal investigation. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. New on the Sky. Glenn Beck, right after the Bob Rose Show. On North Central Florida's talk leader. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton at noon. The Dana Show at night. New shows and more news now. On News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It is 834. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. On a happy hump day, Trump day, one of the top stories, Mayorkas impeachment vote fails. Three Republicans uh, did not support it. A fourth was for the impeachment, but changed his vote so that he could be the lone Republican who could actually bring it up again for a vote. Perhaps when Steve Scalise, the House Majority Leader, is uh, back from cancer treatment. So that's kind of where that thing is for right now. Not that anything is going to change at the border one way or another. We're not going to get a secure border as long as Biden's president. I said that about a year ago. Before that, I said, what will it take for him to close the border? I was worried about, you know, terrorists getting across. Apparently, uh, that's (laughs) not high priority. Uh, Then I said, hey, uh, there's a whole bunch of fentanyl coming across, and stats are now coming out. We're killing like 70,000 people, Americans, a year. Uh, between the ages of like 18 and 45, the number one cause of death, fentanyl? Well, that, maybe that'll be enough. To close, no. Well, you know, there's human smuggling. The cartels are making money. Uh, there's women and children that are being pressed into sexual slavery or just kind of slavery and human trafficking in general. That's got to be enough. How can we wag our finger at the commies in China for yeah. how they treat the Uyghurs? 
when we're allowing this kind of activity to go on right, you know, in front of our very noses? Yeah, how can, how can we do that? And, and you're letting these drugs flow across? That's enriching the cartels? Hmm. Yeah. I don't think they're going to spend uh, a lot of their money making life better for people. Do you? No. All right. So nothing's going to change there, unfortunately. And unfortunately, other bad things very well can and will happen, even if it's just a status quo and it's just a surge of people. That brings with it a whole bunch of nightmarish scenarios. You've got gangs that are forming or maybe reforming that know each other from out of town, Venezuela, stuff like that, already committing crimes. New York City is one of the big ones, and it gets attention because, you know, it's New York City gets a lot of attention because it's one of the big media cities, if you will. A group of moped-riding migrants terrorizing New Yorkers, including one Uber Eats driver, used a hacker to breach bank accounts and make purchases at stores like Home Depot. Cops revealed this as they shared new details on the sophisticated high-tech crime ring. These aren't all uh, farm worker types. No. The crew and others like it include people from Venezuela, Mm -hmm. Ecuador, Honduras... Mexico, and several other nations, according to NYPD uh, chief of detectives, Joseph Kenny. There's not a Venezuelan shelter. There's not a Mexican shelter. They're all brought in together along with other groups as well. But the Venezuelan-led gangs, including the suspected crooks busted yesterday, who were directed by a Venezuelan migrant named Victor Para, 30 years old, of the Bronx, tend to be more organized. Yeah, as time goes on... A lot of these folks are going to be more organized. It's going to, That's why I said this is just the tip. It's going to get worse. One alleged member of the Moped Gang, 19-year-old Kleiber Andrade, uh, arraigned Tuesday Manhattan Criminal Court, held on a $10,000 bail after he was connected by cops with a wider ring that has figured in over 62 different instances of grand larceny across the Big Apple since November. That includes a shocking caught-on-video heist in which a 62-year-old woman was brutally dragged down a Brooklyn street just three days after Christmas. Wow. You may have seen the video on that. The thieves made off with the woman's bag, keys, phone, credit cards, and glasses, all while she careened through the air and slammed into a metal bike rack. Ugh. Awful. Uh, they have no shame. They use vicious tactics. Uh, they snatch people's purses, phones, and other belongings by any means necessary. Wow. So, and the problem is, as long as you've got that uh, Bozo DA yep. up there in New York, a lot it. of these people are going to go free mm-hmm. very quickly yeah, and not have to post bail. Uh, it is, but the people there, I guess they put up with it and they keep voting the same type of leadership in over and over again. Sounds familiar. Well, I, look, I get it. When Adams won, I, I really thought this guy is going to be moderate. He's a cop. He's a former cop. Yeah. Of course he's going to look out for the cops. You thought. Turns out that's not the case. He's not the politician. Yeah. 
And he's a guy, we're open, we're a sanctuary. He seems really yeah, proud, beating sure. his chest. This, this is New York, it's what we do. We're open to everybody, and we're going to help everybody out. Uh-huh. Until they said a bunch of people there, and he's like, oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we didn't really mean it. It just sounded good. Yeah. And sound bites on TV, like I'm a good guy. Yeah. Wow. All right. And uh, problems are not just in New York, but they do get highlighted more than than other places because of it being a big media outlet, media town. But squatters are ruining entire neighborhoods in Atlanta. Wow. Police say the response to evict is slow. Some homeowners have resorted to paying the people off to leave, paying them off. Oh, my goodness. Brazen squatters have opened an illegal strip club on one property they had taken over. This property was one of, are you ready for this? Yeah. One of 1,200 homes. Oh, my goodness. Which has been squatted in the city, according to the National Rental Home Council trade group. That's crazy. I'd be terrified in Atlanta to lease out one of my properties, said Matt Urbanski, who manages the local home cleaning company there. Uh, His company cleans out homes for corporate landlords and, in some cases, has to remove squatters' possessions. Recently, one of his employees was shot after attempting to remove intruders from a property. I get protecting your own property. It's not even their property. Simon Frost, CEO of a large-scale landlord, Tiber uh, Capital Group said there have been incidents of unlawful occupants brandishing weapons and threatening neighbors, which of course affects the safety of neighborhoods and other residents. Evicting squatters in Atlanta is tough. It involves negotiating court backlogs and strained police resources. Meanwhile, online listings and virtual real estate agents make it easy for squatters to identify vacant properties to break into. It was back in October. An Atlanta neighborhood found itself at the center of a scandal involving squatters who had transformed a home into an illegal strip club, complete with weekend parties and even live horses on the property. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Incredible. No tigers, though, so it wasn't officially a a, a big party. The drama unfolded. Uh, South Fulton area. Four individuals, DeAnthony Maddox, Jeremy Wheat, Calvin Hall, and uh, Jazz J. Ford took up residence without permission. The neighbors had no idea. This is a nice house in a nice, nice neighborhood. This is a 4,000 square foot, five bedroom home. Wow. Yeah. The, the squatters ran the clandestine strip club, held noisy parties, and even organized car races in the street. Oh, my. Ruining the neighborhood for others, yes, making it very unsafe. Yeah, live horses. Eventually, a SWAT team had to clear out the house and recovered two stolen cars, a stolen weapon, stolen credit cards from the property. Ah. Uh, One neighbor said, is this even America anymore? We're homeowners and we can't even do anything about trespassers. Yep. And again, again. Once the free housing deal Mm. goes by the wayside for migrants, uh, gee, will they already be schooled up in uh, squatter strategies? Well, if you can be as organized as the uh, street people of Gainesville, you know, we see the supervisor making the rounds on those. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, we need some we need some upbeat. We need some positive news. Or we need to all play lotto or something. Yeah. 
Right. Now you're talking. Another piece of news that might be new to you, the IDF uh, in Israel, they released some information that shows in very clear terms payments and a direct money line between Iran and Hamas. Yeah, I mean, they've got the documentation, and they're going to share that with their you know allies and stuff. So if there was any question... About Iran financing Hamas. Yeah. I'm sure you could probably also find some documentation that has to do with Hezbollah mm-hmm. or the Houthis. Who? Houthi? Yeah. Houthis? Houthis? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, we do. I just avoid saying I know. Houthi because there's I no know. blowfish involved that I'm aware of. Not that. And not a single blowfish was harmed during the presentation of this story as well. But Blowfish were probably at that strip club squatter house in Atlanta. Wow. They had live horses. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. (laughs) Car races in the streets. I mean, like I said, upscale neighborhood. Nice neighborhood. There was. I wonder if their property taxes go down now. Kind of doubt it. I doubt it. 845 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We've still got plenty to talk about on News Talk 97.3, The Sky. Nights. I'm not here to be nice. I'm a voter, and I'm dissatisfied with what I see my subordinates representing me in D.C. So if I sound mean, it's because I'm being American. On 97.3, The Sky. Well, we know Biden uh, and the Biden family business has sold us out. Who else is taking money and maybe not looking out for the uh, best interest of America? You might be shocked by some of this. It is 848. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And by the way, coming up, State Senator Blaze Ingolia uh, will be joining us top of the hour. And some interesting things that are that are happening there that actually have national implications as well. And so hang in there for that. Now, you know, I I was just trying to get through some of this material because it's substantial. This is MSN.com reporting this. And let me set the the backdrop for it a little bit and why it kind of piqued my interest. You know, President Trump surrounded himself with what were considered pretty good people, pretty hard chargers. Some of them turned out to be pretty good people. Some, Trump got wrong. Now, he had to take some direction, and he had to trust some people. It's just the nature of walking into the biggest job on the planet and not being uh, politically connected really before that. So there was a learning curve there, and part of the learning curve was learning about people, the good guys, the hidden agendas. And one guy that was considered... A great guy by most standards, and that's General James Mattis, okay? His reputation, from my understanding, was very, very strong. And that's why Trump asked him to come on board, and he did. Now, we're finding out some things that are kind of interesting. And by the way, Mattis is one of the people that turned against Trump, if you will. He's against him. He doesn't want him to get reelected. He said some some 
like over the top stuff. And it turns out that he did work for the United Arab Emirates. He was retired, and he can do that. I don't know that it's necessarily he was breaking rules per se, but he's retired. Then he goes to work for the United Arab Emirates, and it it did have to do with prosecuting a war, which he's a Marine general. He probably knows a thing or two. So... That might not be problematic, but if it's not problematic, why was it never mentioned when he came on board with Trump? Why were senators, most of them, not informed, with the exception of a few, informed about the fact that he worked for the Arabs? Yeah. And so it gets involved. Uh, Okay. Now, soon after his country began bombing Yemen in 2015, the de facto ruler of the United Arab Emirates confidentially reached out to an old friend, retired Marine General Jim Mattis, uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayyan, who also served as a deputy supreme commander of the uh, uh, Emirati military, needed help. The UAE was part of a coalition of Arab countries that had intervened in Yemen's civil war to fight Iran-backed Houthi rebels. But the coalition's bombing campaign was killing large numbers of civilians and doing little to deter the Houthis. So this is, one, one thing is, this is a lesson that we're relearning again. Because Biden telegraphed what he was doing when he went to bomb the Houthis. And we already know from the past, you end up killing a lot of civilians and very few of the bad guys. So in keeping with federal law, Mattis applied back in June of 2015 for permission from the Marines and the State Department to advise Mohammed and the UAE on, quote, the operational, tactical, informational, and ethical aspects of the war in Yemen. That's according to a previously undisclosed set of documents that were obtained by the Washington Post through a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit. They had to sue to get these documents. Why would that be? Because his request was considered highly unusual. A legendary four-star Marine asking to work for a foreign head of state as a personal consult about an ongoing war? That could get tricky, right? Complicating matters, the U.S. military had become entangled in the conflict. Soon after the bombing started, the Obama administration agreed to support the Arab coalition's air forces, led by Saudi Arabia, Uh, and the UAE with aerial refueling and intelligence. But U.S. officials were growing alarmed, again, by the number of innocent uh, Yemenis dying in coalition airstrikes. Nonetheless, U.S. officials swiftly approved Mattis' request. Then they fought to conceal his advisory role in the war in Yemen and his work for Mohammed. Why? If he filed the appropriate documentation and he was cleared for that position, why would U.S. officials fight so hard to conceal his role? So it was a Washington Post that sued back in 2021 for records uh, of retired U.S. military personnel employed by foreign governments. Federal agencies took two and a half years to release the ones about Mattis. Again, they're ordered by a court to do it, and they still slow walk it to that point all right so uh you can 
this gets really wordy and it gets rather deep, and this is going to be hard to do under this kind of format. But, you know, I, I think it'd be worth the thing. Look up msn.com. You'll see the story there. But here's something else. As I was perusing through this thing, and like I say, it's like 20 pages. But I left myself a note. Let's see, page 12. And some other things that I wanted to share with you here. <laughs> Sorry. It's not exactly... It's a lot of stuff. It, well, it is. It's ridiculous. Here we go. All right. So, remember, I'm just, I'm just grabbing at this. There was an email exchange that included an exhibit in a court filing last year in the federal prosecution of Richard Olson, a former U.S. ambassador to the UAE. Olson pleaded guilty to two misdemeanors related to his post-retirement consulting work in the Middle East, including a charge that he illegally lobbied U.S. officials on behalf of the government of Gutter. But then they went on, and remember Senator Bob Menendez, who's been in trouble more than once? Yeah. The Democrat out of New Jersey, uh, a, a pending federal indictment against him, accuses the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee of taking bribes and acting as an illegal foreign agent on behalf of Egypt and Gutter. Wow. Then there's another retired ambassador that's charged with acting for decades as a clandestine agent on behalf of Cuban intelligence. My point being is, man, talk about draining the swamp being a big job. Joining us next, State Senator Blaze Ingolia on The Bob Rose Show right here on 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. Day one, I will terminate every single open border policy. Every candidate. They wanted a new generational leader. We have to pass universal background checks. Your election headquarters. If we don't win, I think our country is finished. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. On top. All the headlines I need when I listen. At the top. It's important to know about the things that are going on around you. That could actually affect your daily life. News. At the top. Every hour. The news I care about. The news station. News talk. 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. It is 9.06. The 9 o'clock stretch. Ah, begins officially. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. One of the top stories, the Mayorkas impeachment has failed for now. All right. Um, I'll explain exactly what that means coming up. But first, we've got a special guest joining us, State Senator Blaze Ingolia. And uh, Senator, thank you for joining us this morning. Of course. Good morning. Yes, it is good to hear from you again. I know you're working on uh, several things. One is uh, has to do with uh, identification, uh, you know, by the authorities in the state of Florida that uh, you're push- putting forth a, a bill that would require folks to be able to prove they're in the U.S. legally. Do I have that right? Uh, sort of. So last year when we passed a big comprehensive uh, anti-illegal immigration reform bill, what we did was say that local governments could not give money to nonprofits to cre- to create these community IDs 
which then could be used to get money from local governments, right? So it was a way for illegal immigrants to assimilate into our communities uh, and an incentive not to go through the legal system. So we passed that last year and we found out that governments, and this is what's really disturbing, the government said, okay, you know what, we're not going to appropriate money anymore. We're just going to give the IDs to the illegal immigrants ourselves. So it's a way for local governments to skirt the law when it comes to illegal immigration. So in the bill that we're proposing saying, you know, not only can you not appropriate money, you cannot give any uh, IDs to illegal immigrants, nor can you accept them. And the most amazing thing happened uh, last night. I presented this bill in the second committee. You wouldn't believe the amount of pro-open border, pro-illegal immigrant uh, activist groups out there just trying to subvert what we've been trying to do at the state and the federal level when it comes to illegal immigration. It, it was astonishing. Really? And, and I mean, how many of the folks that are, you know, in the, in the Florida Senate, uh, is there anybody that feels that way that is pro-open border? Well, look, there are there are a lot of uh, pro-open border, very liberal Democrats in the Florida legislature. Uh, fortunately for me, a lot more of them are in the House or a lot more radical in the House. But in the Senate, you know, they're just going to vote against this bill because um, they believe that illegal immigration is, is the way to go. It's like sort of a, a Democrat Party platform at this point. Um, and there's no other way around it. But the, all the Republicans were standing true to this. And we, we say that it has to stop in a state that's going to not have any part in fostering this type of illegal uh, activity. Once again, you know, I'm a few credits short of my law degree. So when reading the legalese of the bill, I want to make sure I've got it right. Um, there is an exception to this identification bill, if I have it right. And if You've had identification that has been handed out or issued by our federal government. Um, that would be the exception to this rule. Is that right? That is. And unfortunately, that is a federal preemption law where anything. So uh, the federal government has purview over immigration. Um, so anything that we write as a state has to make sure that it doesn't conflict with federal law. So federal law starts giving out and they do give out some um, some identification cards, but a lot of them, they're coming through the ports legally, right? So they're here for an asylum hearing. They're here on a work visa, which is technically an identification card. So we cannot override the federal government. But the federal government, as you know, has been fostering this environment. And look, you know, I, I'm happy that the Republicans are finally starting to crack down. It's, you know, it's only been 50 years yeah. that they're starting to crack down on this, but it's it, it, it's about time that they are. Well, I remember 1986 and Ronald Reagan, you know, signed the bill into law and said, basically, that we're not going to have to deal with an immigration uh, issue again because this bill is comprehensive. It deals with uh, enforcement, immigration, legalities. It was all in there. Um, what the heck happened to that? Why can't we just reinstitute the original parameters of the 1986 bill? Well... Uh, unfortunately, the uh, Ronald Reagan uh, got duped by the Democrats. He was, um, if you remember, he was uh, Ronald Reagan passed that law and did that with the promise that they were going to do more comprehensive um, reform later. And that never never came. So if that isn't proof that the Democrats just don't want anything done on this issue. But we don't even have to go back that far. If you remember the Barack Obama years, Barack Obama had the presidency. He had full 
control of the Senate, almost a veto-proof majority in the Senate, supermajority in the Senate, and a uh, majority in the House. They could have passed anything they wanted. They chose to pass Obamacare, right? They could have passed um, comprehensive uh, immigration reform, and we would have been helpless in doing what Barack Obama wanted to do. They chose not to, and everyone must remember that. Well, and he... Maybe he still has opportunities that we're not quite aware of, but we'll we'll move on for that for now. Um, and speaking of the federal government, um, another thing that you've uh, helped to put together is a letter basically to the Secretary of State and State Department, and, and you're imploring them, and your reasoning behind it, your outline is fantastic, I think, to designate drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations, I guess, this might be news to some people who may thought that was already the case. Yeah, it's not. And if you think about what a foreign terrorist organization does, it terrorizes communities and it kills people. That is perfectly fits into what a drug cartel is because they are terrorizing our communities with sex trafficking, drug trafficking. Look at how much fentanyl and, and, and opioids are killing our friends, our families, our neighbors and our, and our own communities. And they don't care. They're just doing what they're doing. So they're terrorizing, they're killing. Now, the important part of this is that if the federal government ever does do this, there will be a whole bunch of new ways to help um, put these drug cartels away. Specifically, they would be allowed to freeze the bank accounts of some of these drug cartels. And we can start prosecuting people on our side of the border who are helping the drug cartels um, pull through all of these uh, drugs and, and kids that are being exploited. Those are tools in the toolbox that we need, and that can only be done is if we designate them as a foreign terrorist organization. I think it amazes me and other Americans when we talk about this border issue that the Biden administration, when they first opened up the borders, I said, well, it's just a matter of time. Something bad will happen and they'll resecure the borders and say, oops. But boy, I was wrong. I said, well, when these fentanyl numbers come out, they'll do something. No. Well, when these, uh, you know, kids being put into sexual slavery and the human trafficking comes out, well, then they'll do something. Um, and every time I was wrong. And, and so I guess it's accepting today the collateral damage of human lives being wasted and lost all just to keep the borders open. I mean, in what world does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. And if you look at, and I spent some time reading the Senate proposal for um, what they would term as comprehensive illegal immigration reform, to what they're calling the most uh, conservative immigration form ever. I call it the um, Illegal Immigration Normalization Act, because that's what, it, that's what it's doing. But the, the devil's in the details. When you start looking through the verbiage, they're giving complete amnesty, amnesty, to Afghan individuals who have crossed our border illegally. Where does that make sense? Um, you want to talk about inviting terrorists into our into our communities. It, it, it's right there in black and white. Now, I can understand if you had Afghani um, interpreters who helped us in the war. Exactly. Give them and get them into the country because they've already proven, mm -hmm. right? They want to help us. Right. But to give blanket amnesty to Afghan ind uh, uh, individuals who have come across the border illegally, it is nonsensical. I don't know why they do it. Um, and uh, look, I love the fact that Republicans stood and continue to stand stand against this bill because it's just a piece of trash. Well, I know at the state of Florida, lawmakers and the governor there, you, you all are doing uh, your very best to try to keep Florida citizens safe. And uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate your time. State Senator Blazing Goli on The Bob Rose Show. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Coming up, a big Trump endorsement and things that make you smile is about 30 minutes away. And you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Sean Hannity. Everybody on fake news CNN hates Trump. Three weekdays. But yet one thing they've not been able to accomplish, separating Donald Trump from the support that no other has. On News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? What is your favorite, Greg? Yes. I like that. Okay, good. Yeah. Although uh, my current eating habits do not necessarily include mm-hmm. it. Well. They're not supposed to. Let's just leave that there. Okay, moving Why on. did I even bring uh, it up? I have no idea. Because Valentine yes. Day is coming up soon, isn't it? What's today? The 7th? Yep. What do we have? A week? Yep. Rutro, better get on it. Don't be the guy no. at the drugstore. No, early on the fourteenth, wandering around half asleep. No, don't be. There's that no guy. cards left. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, if you're still even giving cards, it's hard not. It's hard to break that, even if you have an agreement. Like, hey, let's not exchange cards. You know, like you know, five bucks a piece. Let's just save that, or let's buy chocolate with it. But I don't know. It's hard. Hard to break that. Hard to break some of your our habits, I guess I should say. The House of Representatives, this is one of your top stories, by the way. It is 921. Your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Uh, they tried to get Mayorkas. They tried to impeach him. And it failed. 216 to 214. But there's more to the story. Representatives Ken Buck, Republican out of Colorado, Tom McClintock, Republican out of California, announced before the vote that they would vote against it. They were joined by Representative Mike Gallagher, Republican out of Wisconsin. I'm not sure what their thought process was. I think um, a Congresswoman Kat Kamek helped to explain it a little bit, something along the lines of they didn't feel like the way that Mayorkas did the job rose to the level of impeachment. He was just bad, you know, did a bad job. Well, I mean, it's a shame that you reach, you know, that level where you're a representative in our federal government and you didn't do your homework and you can't see all the things that Mayorkas did really coming into the office and what he was for before he even, you know, got that power. And so, yeah, you could say he's just a puppet of Biden's. What do you call when you're a puppet of a puppet? Little puppet? Puppet the third? <laughs> what do you call him? Right? It's a mess. And how do you keep those strings from getting all tangled up? I tell you. My point here is, if they had done their homework, they'd realize that this guy is not just bad at his job. He's a bad guy. He is, <laughs> he is counterproductive to the sovereignty of our nation. Okay. But Buck doesn't get that. McClintock and apparently Gallagher, they don't, they don't understand that. Now, Representative Blake Moore, the poor guy, he's going to take some heat. He's a Republican out of Utah, and he voted. While he said he was for the impeachment, he had to purposefully change his vote. He, he, he took the hit, so to speak, because now, even though the Republicans, you could say it that way, lost, Blake Moore ends up on the quote-unquote winning team. As being a congressman on the winning team, 
within House protocol, he would be able to bring up the whole issue, the impeachment thing, all over again. This time, I would think, with maybe House Majority Leader Steve Scalise there available to vote. And why they didn't drag him in kicking and screaming? I don't know, because the Democrats will do that. Yeah, Representative Al Green, Democrat out of Texas. Hey, he just had surgery. He's probably still groggy. You know? He's like, ah, I just had surgery. But they wheeled him in anyway. <laughs> and they really did. Literally wheeled him in, the Democrats did, so that he could vote against impeaching Mayorkas. Uh, Representative Green reportedly appeared in the House while still in hospital garb. Hopefully he didn't get up. Yeah. Hopefully that thing was tied together effectively. Um, anyway, he he showed up to cast a surprise ballot that, well, it could have been the deciding factor right there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The Democrats, man, when they want something. Yeah, we need that uh, same kind of desire in the hearts and bellies of Republicans. The Mayorkas thing was just going to send a signal anyway. As as Congresswoman Kamek said, it, it, it wouldn't have got through the Senate anyway, but it would have sent a strong message. Well, we need to send the strongest of messages in November. And you got to get rid of Joe Biden if you think that having a secure border is even a little bit important to the sovereignty of a nation, to the safety of a nation, for national security reasons. Uh, if, if you don't want the people that are already suffering at poverty levels or close to poverty levels to have life even worse because of the influx, many of unskilled workers are going to take their jobs. Now, that's a fact. That's not, oh, it could happen. No, it's, it factually does happen. They've done studies on this stuff. <sighs> so anyway, you've got that. Good news, though, since it is a happy hump day Trump day, Trump scored a big endorsement. International Union of Police Associations endorsed former President Donald Trump in his White House bid. This happened yesterday. Uh, as polling shows, crime is a top issue to the American electorate. And who brought us the defund police? Democrats? Who, who, who said, oh, these, these are mostly peaceful protests, otherwise known as riots that have occurred in burning various down, cities. Burning down police stations. <laughs> yeah. yeah mostly, mostly, peaceful. mostly peaceful. And, yeah, and it's the Democrats that bought the defund, and it's George Soros and the Democrats that put in these DAs, these prosecutors and stuff that, aren't giving out any real census for most crimes, letting most go without even having to post bail. When you don't punish bad behavior, can you expect more of it? Yeah. So anyway, it's a natural that President Trump would get, you know, a police union to back him. President Trump's history of support for the men and women of law enforcement is unmatched. His policies and actions were directed at improving safety in our communities and the men and women who provide that shield. Amen, brother. Speak the truth.
It is 927, almost 928 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. We're 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. More headlines on the way. And you're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on the sky. U.S. troops killed by Iranian proxy forces in Jordan. We will take all necessary actions to defend the U.S. and our troops. The news that's trending. They end every statement of we're going to defend ourselves. What Iran hears, let's see what we can get away with next time. The news that's now. We open the border. The president has more than enough tools at his disposal to stop it. We're doing what we can. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. The Sky. On the campaign trail. Following the trail. My campaign. For president. Every step. We really want to have two 80-year-olds running for president? All the way. Running as fast as they can. To election day. we got a long way to go. A long way to go. Hear about it first. First. Talk about it now. now. 97.3. The Sky. Rip, 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 rip. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that. Oh. No, it really is extreme danger. It is uh, 9.35. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, morning, and happy hump day, Trump day to you. This is not good news, and, and, and I'm not trying to exploit it. I have to tell you, this is serious. Extreme danger for Western world based on recent reports that Iran could build a nuclear bomb in one week. That's the language. Oh, my goodness. Iran has enough weapons-grade uranium to produce its first nuclear weapon within a week. And a total of six bombs within a month. Wow. A scenario that is increasingly likely to unfold as the conflict in the Middle East reaches critical levels. That's according to a report from a watchdog group that watches this kind of thing. Now, you put that together with the fact that the IDF has found documentation that leaves no doubt about the funding of Hamas via Iran. It leaves no doubt. They've got it. They're willing to share it. They know that it is accurate and frightening. Now, we all kind of knew that anyway. Uh, But it's one thing to point fingers and to say, you know, we're 99.9% sure you're behind it, and then to actually see documentation of the, the money. Yeah, it's there from, for that covers several uh, years. They found it in those tunnels. All right. And they also said, hell, by the way, you know, I guess this was sort of a message to uh, the Palestinians and to Hamas members and maybe the world in general uh, that feel for, say, the Palestinians, their, their, their plight. They also said that, hey, a lot of this big money was being stockpiled in actual cash, in shekels, mm-hmm. in in the in safes, subterranean safes wow. that they had that the leaders of Hamas had access to. In other words, if you're just a soldier, fighter, whatever, um, or you're a Palestinian family that's struggling to get fed, these guys are getting fat. Yeah, they're getting fat. And that, I think, was a message they wanted folks to know as well. But back to Iran. The volatile situation in the region is providing Iran with a unique opportunity and increased internal justification for building nuclear weapons, 
while the United States and Israel's resources to detect and deter Iran from succeeding are stretched thin. That's not good. The Institute for Science and International Security, a watchdog group that monitors Tehran's atomic program, warned in a report that was just published on Monday, Iran's nuclear weapons capability capabilities are more dangerous than they have ever been, wow. while its relations with the West are at a low point. Mm. That Bad combo. That is a very bad combo. But, on the bright side... We got this guy, Brandon, as commander-in-chief, and he is just going to do a good... Mm, That's right. I was trying no, to make a positive no, there. can't do that. Ruh-roh. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I don't know if Biden's paying much attention, really, to Iran. Uh, he is, I think, very focused on keeping the borders open. Yeah. And he's not done yet. Not enough people and not enough amnesty. Mm-hmm. Some songs might call for more cowbell, while Biden is calling for more amnesty. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I laugh, folks, because it's frustrating. Yeah. It is maddening. But here's the story. Ready for this? President Joe Biden says a bill from Senator uh, James Langford, Republican out of Oklahoma, Republican in name only, yeah. uh, Chris Murphy, Democrat, and uh, Kirsten Cinema, Independent. Uh, this whole thing, the bill, is merely a precursor to ramming amnesty for millions of illegal aliens through Congress. How do we know that? I mean, Biden pretty much telegraphed it. During an address at the White House on Tuesday, Biden praised the Senate bill that would expand overall immigration to the United States by codifying his parole pipeline that has freed hundreds of thousands of border crossers into the nation's interior. It would also increase legal immigration to the U.S., even as Biden has driven the nation's foreign-born population to nearly 50 million, the wow. largest ever in American history. Wow. That's incredible. Nothing to see here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know part of the bill calls for 50,000 additional work visas. 50,000 more than what they already allow, and they allow a pretty good amount. Biden has suggested the bill, however, is merely a stepping stone to Democrats and the business lobby's ultimate goal, amnesty. For most of the 11 to 22 million illegal aliens residing in the U.S., if if he was able to pull this off, you realize that Republicans may never hold power again. Mm-hmm. You realize that is is a possible, real reality. Biden goes on to say, you know, the bill doesn't address everything I wanted. For example, we still need to pass documentation for people that are already here. And we're not walking away from true immigration reform, including permanent protections and a pathway to citizenship for young dreamers who came here when they were children and have been good citizens and contributed so much to our country. And guess what's happening every day? More anchor babies are being born. And the way the law is now, unless it's remedied, 
the way it stands now, you give birth to a child on U.S. soil, that child is a U.S. citizen. So everybody that's come across the border over the last two and a half, three years, what do you think many of them are going to do? (laughs) let, Let me make it simpler for you. If the roof over your head is being paid for by the government and the food you're eating is being paid for by taxpayer money, what are you going to do with your extra time? You know what I'm saying? Biden said Congress ought to pass this bill and get it to my desk immediately. Thankfully, there are Republicans that are appropriately squared away on this kind of thing and are not going to allow that to happen. But then again, we saw the monster of Obamacare. I remember the terms, dead on arrival, this is going nowhere, this will never pass. And that ugly little beast never got completely choked out. It came out of the mist, rearing its ugly Obamacare head. It's alive! That was very dramatic. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Let's go to the Davis-Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines. Nostradamus, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, just to add to what you were saying, you know, that's what they that's what they want to do. They want to bring all these immigrants in. It's an invasion. They, that's what's been done all around the world forever. Uh, you get enough people, they'll come in, and they'll take over the government. And it, one anecdotal story is uh, Hamtramck, Michigan. I, I talked to you about that before. I used to work up there. When I first, one of the first jobs I had was in Hamtramck. And it was a Polish enclave yep. in, in Detroit. And now it's the largest Muslim population in the country. Dearborn and, and Hamtramck is the first uh, fully, the government is, is fully taken over by Muslims. So they even ring the bells at 6 o'clock every morning in Hamtramck now and call out the Muslim, uh, Muslim prayer or whatever it is they do. So it just goes to show you that's what they're trying to do. They're going to turn every state blue, and there will never be another free and fair election again. Yep. I, I, Unfortunately, yeah, and what a great illustration. Let's go to Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skyline. Scott, you're on the air. Hey, Bob, thanks. Um, I'd like to put a little bit different spin on the immigration thing. Um, yes, I believe there's a political benefit to liberals to do what they're doing, and it, there's, it's happening right before our eyes, okay? But I still think that there's something that goes beyond this. Um, I really think that this is an attempt to destroy Bible-believing Protestant countries by deluding them with people with, diff- with a different worldview. That, uh, that's just it's what I see happening, and I think we can also relate some of this to what's going on in Israel and in Ukraine. Uh, they don't like us. We are a hindrance to globalism, and they have to get rid of us. Yeah, that, I, I can see that. Um, look, uh, commie countries don't like it when you have any deity, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, Christianity, Judaism, or any belief system, really, because um, they want you to worship the state, basically. And look how far many folks around the world have gone to, for lack of a better term, basically worshiping the planet. I mean, you think about it, it's hard to get people to sacrifice in what we call the lentil period to give up uh, something, you know, that's not good for us or whatever. You, you can't get people to sacrifice in that way. But 
they'll they'll buy an electric car. Uh, they will, uh, you know, tell people not to use air conditioning. I mean, th- they will really sacrifice. So tell me what they're really worshiping. They're worshiping the planet. They're worshiping the earth. I don't think you have to get too biblical to to see that that's not a good thing. All right, Davis Gainesville Chevrolet Skylines, one more. Duda, man, you're on the air. Yeah, you were mentioned about Obamacare wouldn't pass. The one deciding vote that that made it law was John McCain because he hated Trump so much. That was the deciding vote. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's like a football game. You know, one play, you could say it came down to one play, or, you know, there was way more support for that bill than there should have been. But, yeah, McCain, I think people were counting on. And, um, well, he did his thing, and here we are. And all the promises made, you can keep your doctor and your insurance if you like them. Don't worry, Obama said a million times. And it's going to reduce health care costs for the average family of four by $2,500, when in fact it actually went up $2,500. So that's a $5,000 swing. Thanks, Obama. Then you add that to Biden inflation. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. 947 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Hey, you know what we need? We need things that make you smile. We need upbeat, positive thoughts, non-political. As tough as things look and bleak as they look, there's still plenty of blessings to be thankful for. Call in 877-975-9825. Things that make you smile. Brought to you by Robin Larson Dental is next on 97.3 The Sky. Border is wide open because Biden wants to change the country. Six weeknights. Well, how do you fix that? Make it less white, less Christian. On 97.3, the sky. Tell me you will stay. Make me smile. Good Lord, we need some smiles. It's been a kind of a rough day. It's hard to pull some positivity out of all the things I shared with you today, but now is the chance where we could take a step back and well, smell the roses if you want. Well, let's just look at the world through rose-colored glasses and stick with that for now. Like Bob rose-colored glasses? <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, folks, it is time for you to call in and let us know what's making you smile. Upbeat, positive, non-political thoughts. I know you can do it, and it's brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental, 877-975-9825. Good morning, Mark. What's making you smile? Hey, good morning, Greg and Bob. At long running last, um, Florida has finally captured Sean Hannity. He's our neighbor and resident. So he has escaped the People's Republic of New York. He's a resident. I don't exactly know where. I didn't follow it, but we need to get him over to uh, Lawful Defense and uh, shoot GTR since he's such a firearms enthusiast. Thanks, guys. Yeah, because he has so much time. My goodness. That guy. Between radio and TV and just whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a problem with him. He didn't make me smile. He's taking the job of like five people. Oh, yeah. You, you do TV or radio. Let someone else have that other gig. Laura the, Ingram. Yeah, she picked one. She, yeah. She did. Hannity. Yeah. Rich well, guy hoarding all the money. What Bob said. 
<laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, no, he he knows where life is good. It's right here in the Sunshine State. You yep. better believe it. That makes me smile. And along with the sunshine comes the opportunity to golf 365 days a year. It's a beautiful thing, especially when you're doing it for a wonderful cause. That's why I'm proud to announce the 26th annual Bob Rose Golf Scramble is open now. And... Uh, until everything is full and we sell it out every year, uh, you're invited to join in. And you could uh, sponsor, play in it, any and all of the above. And it is going to be Friday, April the 5th. That's Friday, April the 5th at Hawkstone Country Club. An impeccable course that they keep in just incredible shape. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there. The support in the community for this event continues on year after year because... They continue to do great work at the ARC, helping people with developmental disabilities live to their human potential. It's fantastic what they do. It's called ARC, A-R-C. So if you just go to arcalachua.org, all the information will be available. Good morning, Kay. What's making you smile? Oh, Florida is making me smile, Bob. You know, when I first came down here about 25, 26 years ago, I, I drove in and there were fruit fruit hanging off the trees. I mean, I said, oh, I have to live here. Oh, it is wonderful. The trees were all so beautiful and green, and there was fruit hanging, and people were so nice. I've been living up there near D.C. It was cold, and Norway's in one, and I like it a whole lot better. I love Florida. And God bless you, and God bless America, and God bless Florida. Thank you, Bob. All right. God bless you, Kay, and thank you. Steve, what's making you smile? You know, in the last year, I've lost better than 60 pounds, and it's been through a regimented diet and a lot of exercise and working my butt off. And you know what really makes me smile is 92% chocolate dipped in some good peanut butter. Cacao! Cacao! Makes you smile. (laughs) Good stuff. All right, folks, coming up next, The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Trump. We're going to make this country so successful again. I'm not going to have time for retribution. Haley. I'm not going to pull out because somebody wants to be coronated. Sleepy Joe. I'm proud you have my back. Let me just say I'm honored to have your back. The Sky is the station for election 2024. The most unbelievable election cycles. The latest breaking news. It is time for us to unite. This is a critical moment. Clean up a broken border. Scare the hell out of the terrorists. Your 2024 election headquarters. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. Time now for the Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Southern California experiencing heavy rains. Meteorologists calling the storms an atmospheric river. Neighbor helping neighbor, though, as actor and 80s television icon Mr. T jumped into action. Yep. And he says, instead of pity the fool, he says, always be prepared, fool. And he was actually getting sandbags for himself. And his neighbors, Mr. T. You gotta love that. Yeah. Be prepared, fool. Mr. T. So, being a good neighbor and bringing them sandbags, that indeed is your smoking gun. The smoking gun brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a great, safe day. See ya. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.